Hello, and welcome back to the Saltwire podcast. I have the pleasure today of speaking with Shaquille Smith, the co-founder and a director of the Futures program here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Shaquille, thanks so much for joining me today, and let's jump right in. Can you tell us what is the Futures program? Yeah, so the Futures program is an organization that I developed that has primarily helped student athletes prepare for life after sports. Um, so that could be a variety of different uh, reasons. Uh, but mainly we like to focus on, you know, career development after sport, you know, finding your purpose or finding what your interests are outside of sport, you know, while you're in high school or while you're getting ready to go to university. Um, and it's really all it is, is just kind of, you know, changing that narrative. You know, we hear all the time sport is a vehicle, sport is an avenue to other things, you know, but there's nothing that I've encountered that has been a very intentional approach to that, to that. So. Basically, the Futures program is, is a deliberate approach. It's an intentional approach to using sport, uh, primarily basketball right now, to engage with kids on a sport or that they, are, that, are, that they already enjoy, but using that, that attention, that engagement to um, you know, dive deeper into their purpose, dive deeper in, into their aspirations on what they want to get out of the sport after basketball and being deliberate and intentional to help them move forward in that in that career path so that's that's basically the merits uh that the futures program is built off of that's amazing so what was the inspiration behind this program or where did the idea of this program come from yeah well the, the idea is kind of has been in the works for the last i'd probably say you know three to four years um it comes from my challenges as a student athlete i played basketball at acadia for five years and i graduated my business degree um, it comes from my challenges and it comes from other board members' challenges that are on the board as well. And, you know, for, for me, you know, I'm from North Preston, um, you know, one of Canada's largest black communities. And that's a community that, you know, basketball is very prominent in that community. And there's lots of kids from the community, myself being one of them, who ended up getting scholarships to go play basketball at the university and whatnot. Um, along the way, growing up, you know, I've noticed that, you know, those kids who were going to university or college to play basketball, they were dropping out or they were failing out and they weren't completing their degree. Um, and then it wasn't until I went to university and I played basketball at university that I didn't really get the insight to the challenges that, that were, were presented. And a lot of it is just not being prepared. The program is built on kind of an unpopular opinion or kind of challenging the, the norm, right? So with sport in general and even basketball right like we're always told basketball is a, a way to pave the road or use the sport as a vehicle and there's nothing that's intentional about the program that is there's nothing intentional about these basketball programs that are doing that right and really our hypothesis and our statement on sport and it's kind of like i said it's an unpopular opinion but sport is impacting kids' lives negatively if they don't use it properly, right? And, you know, just think about a kid going pursuing a degree for four or five years, not really knowing what they want to do, ending up with student loan debt, and you're, you're in a whole different financial situation than you would have been if you would have went to school, and now you're stuck with something that you don't even have an interest in. So it's, a, it's really, it's a, it's a dangerous game, and it's, it's something we want to raise awareness about because, you know, I've been there. Like, I've been that kid who chased sports so much just because I loved the sport. And I was chasing it to the point where it was a detriment to myself. You know, I there was times where I dropped classes so I can get to practice. And there's times where, you know, I'm, um, um, 
I'm dropping classes and taking them in next year because I want free time to go to the gym, right? And there's times where I didn't get a summer job because I wanted to train all summer long. So I didn't get any work experience. So there are so many things that I've done because I was so caught up in the sport that when I graduated and everything worked out fine, so I'm happy to share my opinion on this now, but when I graduated, it was kind of like four or five months in my life where it was like, what do I do with myself now? Like I would like, and I was lucky because I took a business degree. I just, my approach was everything in this world's a business. I'll figure, figure that out later. Um, but there's a lot of kids not taking that approach. There's a lot of kids taking completely far off degrees that they don't even have a little bit of interest in because maybe it's, it's perceived as an easier degree or easier path and I just want to focus on sport and it's just a that's just a dangerous game to play and um you know every the approach that we take with the futures program is you know we don't want to sugarcoat anything to the kids I think it's we need to be transparent and and as as real as we can with the kids because it's it's a serious issue and if you don't take it seriously you can end up in a, a very bad financial situation emotional standpoint after sport because you're just promised we've been promised for years that sport is this this highlight or this door to open us to opportunities to so many different things and that, that can be true that is true but it has to be used the right way and that's kind of our whole approach on this you've talked to many people in preparation of creating this program and have conducted research and even took your own personal experiences to shape the mandate of the futures program can you share some of these thoughts and findings with us talking with you know you know, other board members and other student athletes from the community on what some of these challenges were in. It's just the lack of preparation, the lack of us being ready for the next chapter in our life. And, you know, we started diving a little bit deeper and doing research around this on why this is the case. And, you know, one of the facts that we were able to uncover is, you know, if you're a basketball player from North Preston and you go play university at college or university, um, there's only a 12% chance of you actually graduating. Um, so that was that was you know shocking to us because so many kids from the community gravitate towards that sport as a way to you know escape or propel themselves in their career. But if you look at the numbers, um, 12% of the youth only there's only 12% chance you're even going to graduate in the first place. Um, so the groundwork needs to happen you know early on, and that's what why we developed this program is to not compete with sports because i don't think we can compete with sports kids love sports so much that they're they're going to play it regardless with or without our program but it's being more deliberate and intentional how we use that to get the engagement and to prepare the kids for what's what's to come next so you've mentioned your board of directors so can we dive deep into that you know obviously you're the founder of the futures program or co-founder of the futures program Mm -hmm. um so you know who who kind of are these directors who are these mentors that are involved in the program yeah, so everybody on the board of directors has some kind of uh, background or experience with sport. Um, so we have professional basketball players on the board now, Denisha Provo. So she played professional basketball in Germany. Um, same thing from the community, you know, played Division One basketball in Utah, and now she's playing pro basketball in Germany. So she has a unique perspective. Um, then we have Tyler Deacon, who he he found Maritime Athletic Profile. So again, he's seen the need for folks needing video content, and he's very involved in the community, owed to all the games, shooting video content for for basketball and other sports as well. So very strong, very very strong voice in the in the basketball community. We got other former athletes, so like AJ Simmons and, and Marquis Clayton. These are all guys from 
know, North Preston and, and Halifax who play basketball at Acadia and SMU and, and live the student athlete experience. They have their own challenges, their own, their own, um, their own challenges and their own uh, insight to offer to the kids for how they can better prepare for, for the student athlete life. Um, we got, you know, Novell Provo and Corvell Bills. These are two guys that I've been really working with over the last four years and developing this, this concept. And, you know, we did a lot of basketball camps together. A few years back, we brought NBA players, Andrew Wiggins and Dylan Brooks to Nova Scotia, and we had a basketball camp. But the basketball camp was a little different. We started teaching the kids a little bit about, you know, how to prepare for your goals and here are some actual steps. So we integrated some of that stuff to the camp. So that's kind of where the concept started to develop from. So Alfred Burgesson, again, very involved in the basketball community. Uh, he's just a youth leader in general. Like he's, on a, he's on a youth council that provides you know, advice and recommendations to prime minister. And he's very involved in the community, has lots of, um, lots of vision for youth in general. So he pr pr provides that uh, unique perspective as well. Ashley Hill, she has an educational angle. So everyone on the board has some type of involvement with youth or education or sports and what really what we're trying to do is bring that involvement all together and roll it up into a ball as the futures program and provide that package for the youth to prepare for their future after sport so i noticed that there's kind of four tiers the way you've broken it down there's the early engagement mentorship and retaining engagement university or prep school preparation and then career transition so yeah. for someone who is a mentee in this program you know depending on when they get started how how does the program work so for example let's take early engagement what does that entail so early engagement so some of the things we did in early engagement was the basketball camp the metro top 40. So what we did for the early engagement aspect of things is, you know, we have a basketball camp um, for youth between grades six and grade nine, and is usually the, the top uh, athletes in basketball at that age group, because these are the kids who are most likely going to get scholarships or go to university and, and, and whatnot. So we get on the radar early on junior high age, and we bring them in with basketball, but we start to integrate some of these educational topics into their life through sport. So that's how we, we get on their radar early and engage them early. Um, another project that we did that and it was a project that I spearheaded was, you know, just providing access to the kids. So, um, you know, I fundraised, it was about $350,000 to build a new basketball court in North Preston, right? So that was just kind of a way for us to give the kids the access to the sport that they need. So now we build the demand and we build the engagement of kids wanting to play sport but now that we have this awareness and we have this engagement with the sport and kids are playing on the court every day, it's like, how do we use that engagement to propel them in their lives? So we, we get on their radar um, for early engagement, very, very early junior high. And again, we just want to maintain that engagement as they grow with the sport, let them take the sport as far as they want them to go. But once the time comes where they have to move on in their lives, we want to be able to support them and give them some of the foundational skills that they need to transition into a career. So for example, let's say you've scouted myself and I'm one of the top prospects in junior high. So what mm -hmm. would be the process of engaging in the program? Would you reach out to me? And then if I was accepted in the program or if I was in the program, what would that mentorship look like? Yeah, so if you were if you were if we were to engage you, um, again, it's an invite. So we, we invite you to one of our camps that we have going on. Um, and then Basically, what we do is we do a variety of basketball 
activities throughout the year. So that could be camps, that could be a spring league, that could be a tournament like you see for the peace tournament. And basically all we're doing is just integrating these topic discussions in everything we do. Um, so example, for example, if you were to show up for a spring league game or we were hosting a spring league game, you know, all the kids are required to show up an hour early for the spring league game and we'll be, we'll be presenting a topic on a certain area before the game. So that would be either us presenting it or there's leaders in the community that are experts on this topic and they're presenting it. So really all we're doing is just using the typical basketball structure with camps and spring leagues and games and we're just integrating topics or lessons or short stories into everything that we do so that kids aren't neglecting those other skills. They're integrating those other skills into everything we do in sports. So the, there's not much, if you were to look at our if you look at our program just from the top up, there's not much that we're doing that other basketball organizations um, don't have the access to do, but we're just being very intentional on how we're using everything to teach a topic. And those topics can range from you know mortgages or how to handle credit cards for some of the older kids and and you know or goal setting and how to take steps to reach those goals so we have a variety of topics and the topics are kind of you know we strategically map them out each year based on the age group and where we've seen some challenges at that age and are there other organizations out there you know providing topic or providing training on these topics can we partner with them can we do this so it's really just taking the basketball and integrating topics and everything we do and so then, you know, that you kind of touched on the mentorship, the university prep. So let's say, you know, we have, you know, I've made it through the system. I've played basketball at university. Does that mm -hmm. um, mentorship still continue on? Would we still have that connection and those conversations? Absolutely. And that's, and that's where a lot of the work that we're doing now, especially for 2021, is to kind of close that loop, right? So. You know, one of the main things that we did this year was to launch a program for grade 12 and grade 11 students. So this program is going to run all year, all year round. There's going to be a training camp in April. There's going to be spring league games in May. And then all summer, they're going to play basketball games all through Atlanta, Canada, COVID permitting. But um, yeah, the idea is, you know, once these kids graduate and they go to university and they, or they or they go elsewhere in their lives, we want to be there to provide them with the support to start gaining some valuable work experience to work towards that, right? So in high school, our, our overall approach is to what, what is somebody's interest? What do you want to be outside of basketball? What do you want your career path to be? We really want to drive that out of you in high school as you get ready to go to university because what we've seen many times is these student athletes get recruited to go to, to play university at, um, to go play sport at university and they don't know what they want to do yet. So they spend four years, they spend five years pursuing a degree just to remain eligible to play sport. And then once sport's done, now they have to go back to the drawing board and figure out what they want to do um, after sport. Those two things should be happening in tandem, right? If you're going to university and you're playing basketball or whatever sport, you should go into that situation already knowing what you want to get out of it and it's our job to say, okay, now that you know, we know that you want to go into digital marketing, or you know, we know that you want to go be a recruiter. Here are some things we can help you along the way. Here are some internships that we can plug you into. Um, all of those things, because um, major gap that I identified when I was in university that I didn't, I never did co-op. I couldn't do co-op because I was a student athlete and I barely had the time. But there's also different grade um, restrictions, so like you, or grade requirements. So like you need, 
need to have at least an 80% average, I believe, to do co-op. So as an athlete, you know, you have to do a, got a full-time job of being a student athlete, and then you also have to meet that requirement of, of you know, 80% to even be eligible for co-op. There's tons of athletes who miss that opportunity, and it's not because they're not capable of getting their grades up, but there's just a whole another level of demand on our lives that take away from that and do impact that, but it doesn't mean that they don't deserve co-op opportunities. So we want to help get internships, co-op programs, just help people get some tools in their in their toolkit so when they do graduate, they have something to say in these or in these interviews or they have some things to put on their resumes. So that's kind of how we envision that cycle uh, completing. Amazing. So you kind of touched on the pandemic. Did Has the pandemic affected the program significantly or have you had to have some shifts with it? Yeah, big time. <clears throat> so some of these plans that we're working on, that we've been talking about, we basically paused everything for 2020. Um, the last event we did would have been the Peace Tournament. So when we did the Peace Tournament, we had a, our Futures Division. So that division would have been 21 and under. And these kids that played in the, this tournament represented a charity. Um, and again, we integrated a lot of the educational components to it throughout the, throughout the tournament all weekend long. Um, so that was the last time we even had a presence in the community, would have been August of 2019. Um, we had big plans for 2020, but uh, obviously with the pandemic and not being able to do camps or not being able to do tournaments or anything like that. So we didn't really engage with uh, kids a bunch in 2020, was, but we did do a lot of um, you know strategic thinking and planning. And that's kind of why we started to make the announcement on us launching our program again for 2021. So um, we didn't do much in 2020, but we have lots in the works for this year. So if there's someone that wants to get involved, that wants to be a part of the Futures program, um, more on the mentor side or volunteering, are there any opportunities there? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, we're, we're, doing, a, we're doing a training camp. Uh, we're doing a spring league. We have a season that we're going to look to have in the summer. And with that is lots of lifting, lots of leg work right now, which is basically us and the, just myself and the other board of directors doing all the heavy lifting. And every board of director on the team has their own nine to five job, right? So um, yeah, we always look for tons of opportunities for volunteers. Even since we made the announcement about us launching our AAU program, there's been plenty of folks that reached out want to help and volunteer and be mentored and stuff like that. All of that is great and we encourage that. Um, the process right now to get involved is just visit our website at thefuturesprogram.ca and submit the contact form and just write a message saying that you want to get involved. And we have a list, a running list of all volunteers right now who want to help out and we'll reach out and see at what capacity they want to help out in. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast episode. I'm Raisa Lalani for the Saltwire Network.